Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. A new service coming to Meltdown Comics, Moped Hero. $5 comic book delivery in Los Angeles, serving Hollywood, WeHo, Bev Hills, Echo Park, Silver Lake, Midtown, and Downtown. A proud partner with Meltdown Comics. What it is, is basically what it sounds like. A dude on a moped, going about Los Angeles, delivering you your comics. Forget Amazon, take up Moped Hero. Sign up at www.mopedhero.com or call 425-736-6476 and get those comics delivered via moped. The 13th Continuum Book Signing and Launch Party, 420, 7 p.m., Come celebrate the release of the 13th Continuum. There will be yummy treats, exclusive giveaways, special guests, and a book signing with author Jennifer Brody. Join us for this special event at the iconic Meltdown Comics. 1,000 years after a cataclysmic event leaves humanity on the brink of extinction, the descendants of the chosen survivors take refuge in 13 contingency shelters buried deep underground at the bottom of the ocean and in the far reaches of outer space. Myra must escape the tyrannical forces that rule their colonies, journey through the black depths of the ocean and across the cold void of space to find each other on the surface that their ancestors once called home. Attention, Meltcasters! Mention Meltcast inside Meltdown Comics and any variant cover is reduced to $5. Follow through with this exclusive deal today. Welcome to Melcast 3.0. This is Derek. We saw a car chase. We did. Uh, we saw a car chase. That's why today will be a shorter episode. There was, this is Aristotle. This was... Uh, <laughs> he we, doesn't matter, though. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. No, I'm Mr. We saw a car I'm chase. Eddie. We saw a car chase. Uh, that's basically why this uh, episode is shorter. Uh, we were uh, eyes glued to the television as a high-speed chase of a blue Mustang Starting in Cerritos, um, and it was when the we, chillest car chase guys. Like, it was those very. Guys were super chill, and they particularly got under Aristotle's skin. Why? Yeah. Why they got through so quickly through all that traffic? They covered. Like, <laughs> God damn those. They assholes. did. They're, they're, what we all wish we could do during They were really and... just going for the Guinness Book of World Records, most ground covered in L.A., <laughs> and they were like, this is worth it. With our reward money, we're just going to put it towards our bail, and that'll be it. Um, yeah, I, it was – we were waiting and waiting and waiting to see how it would turn out right before I'm about to start my shift, so we could have a very um, – perturbed uh francisco come up and be like hey man your your shift's starting um that could be happening at towards the end but we yeah. we figured we need to see this thing to the to the end <laughs> and uh, i came in like halfway as they were watching aristotle explain it watching, because you were the one reading. that was most like i just need to see the how this ends before we go i just upstairs. wanted to see how it ended because they had that flat tire and then it like 
melted off, and then the whole rim came off, and they were just on the on the nothing. Mm-hmm. I was expecting you know, and, and a lot more t- out of it. For for all the listeners, uh, it was particularly the car chase. Yeah, in uh, the Midwest where I grew up, or like uh, this is so foreign to us. How did how did it end? Give the recap. Uh, do it. A bunch of bunch of guys. They parked in a neighborhood that I'm assuming they're from because it looked like all their friends were there and they're <laughs> all out in the street being dumb. Yeah. And so then they, they got parked and then like everyone was taking selfies with them and just mm-hmm. kind of hanging out. And then like they approached the cops very calmly in a uh, fashion they seemed familiar with and uh, got then put into cop cars. Yeah. They were they and were not trying good. to be stealthy really at any point with the flashy blue Mustang. Uh, convertible that the convertible was pulled back, um, and they had matching, li- matching like blue T-shirts or pretty close or like a sweater and a shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was why we had intended to maybe have a longer episode, and it'll be cut short now, just because we live in Hollywood, we live in L.A., and they did cut through uh, Hollywood Boulevard and caught a um, spike strip. That there was said, there, there was one point though during the pursuit oh, where yeah, there was this, <laughs> this whole chase was an embarrassment. It, it, it almost know. it almost looked like <laughs> they were about to give up. Uh, because it was a long chase and they were on the rim for a while and a cop threw out a, a spike strip that just was the epitome of like ED. It was just it just like shot out quick and then just like fell and didn't come anywhere close to the car. And it was almost like they were like we were about to get out, but not after that. Just like <laughs> embarrassing moment. Uh, really but yeah, fudged it in front of everyone. Yeah. And he's like, ah, <laughs> I had one job. All those months of spike strip training. Down the tube, <laughs> um, but that was uh, that was that, that was uh, yeah. living in Hollywood. That being we said, say, there's a new trailer for the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, there is for Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it. It's good. Is it? Ah, yeah. Why? Why? I I, why? I knew that it was like coming up. I just didn't get a chance. We, to watch what are you doing? We'll go too into it, yeah. but it's it's pretty fantastic. Uh, this movie, as we you talk about it already, I'm gonna play it. Gonna play it. You just talk about it. <laughs> as we have already. Uh, known for mm. months now is uh, has a female lead character in it, and uh, the internet is uh, uh, much like with the last movie uh, all about it. Uh, either all about it or very angry at like this really? being some type of like they, SJW though? like agenda Are like they, based on Disney mm. like like that it's like some oh. like that Disney has this weird. I think. Like, I think we've, I haven't t- seen we've that, talked about political, this. Like, I believe that. <laughs> we've talked about this on the show. Like, those people that really honestly believe that, they're like such a small minority and just yeah, idiots. It's just, and it's they should be ignored. So... They should be ignored. They should it's be just, ignored. They should. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things where it's like... It's a uh, solid like... fucking looking trailer. Yeah, it Lots is, of it, diversity it, in this, it as well. Uh, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this movie looks really good. Diego uh, Luna, yeah. Fucking... Who's who's the director? I believe Gareth Edwards, who did Godzilla. Yep. Mm. Um, Sam, okay. I'm really excited about this movie. Yeah. Aha, All those ATATs. Derek is watching it now. Yeah. yeah. If, if you, you hear it, can't tell. I'm sorry. So I'm like forcing the responsibility of making Force small Whitaker? talk while I yeah. no no do this. <laughs> okay. There's um, the noises. Uh, also. R.I.P. Akbar. Oh, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Damn. He's trapping in heaven now. <laughs> or he's warning people about traps in heaven now. Death. 
The ultimate trap. <laughs> the ultimate trap. <laughs> uh, All right. The last scene with those AT-ATs. That's the... Yeah. Oh, God. The shit of dreams. That scene. Shit of dreams. Oh, so good. So, okay. So, just a reminder. This is at the time of A New Hope. Uh, this is uh, before a new hope. yeah prior to new hope. So Mon okay. Mothma has gotten a group of of uh, oh right because they're getting the information yeah. about the weak spot yeah. So she's gathered a, like a, a a ragtag rogue group, if mm-hmm. you will, to uh, retrieve. Um, uh, that that calling sign is usually reserved for the pilot, so it's interesting that um, that it's, it's like this like called group. Yeah, yeah yeah. Um, but it's it's great. Uh, it. It looks really. It's just look good. Kind of like uh, Suicide Squad style. Uh, don't like, go there. No, no, but I mean, like you know, like like a group of like like badasses that they put together, and it's like we need you to go do that thing, and it's like we're gonna go do that thing, and it's gonna be fucking great. <laughs> yeah, this, it, it's just interesting that it's um, this is like the first outside of the saga film, mm-hmm. like outside of a, an episode of the saga. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, their which anthology is, which series. is crazy. Outside of it being like an animated thing or just mm-hmm. like a, a web thing, it's it's like a legitimate movie. Um, very interesting and very interesting. Broadening indeed. that universe. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's it's great. Um, I Speaking of Star Wars, I read Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron was no one, one of the the Poe like, Dameron. Poe Dameron. Um, was one of the most um, anticipated books of of the week. Uh, there was one that was more and was maybe as anticipated, but definitely bought by more people. Um, and we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, Poe Dameron. I didn't read it. Was What's the, it about? Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. It was. It a, we got a lot of love on Twitter for it, like saying a, please, please, please put it in my box. Oh, oh, oh. that's uh, all I wanted to get out. Story. Was, what was the. Poe Dameron? Yeah. yeah. When does it take place? It takes place right before a for- The Force Awakens. Okay. Um, bef- like, he's looking for, uh, I forgot his name, the dude that he's talking to at the beginning of The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, Which, uh, he's a character that I immediately was like, oh, cool, I wonder what he's going to, and he's gone, okay? Yeah. So, I think if there's one character that's <laughs> been introduced, that yeah. was sort of like, oh, I could have used some more backstory, that's not a bad character to do that. Yeah. Uh, his name is Lor Santeca. Lor Santeca. Um, so Leia tells Poe, like, I know you're a great pilot. We also have never dealt with, like, the seriousness of what the Empire was because, yeah. you know, you heard about it afterwards. But we're looking for this guy. He's got a map to Luke, and we need to find him. And so he goes with his uh, with his squad. Ah, oh, shit. What are they called? Uh, I th- Rogue One. No, they're called like Black Squadron. Yeah, like mm, yeah. Um, so he even takes... though he's the only one with a black X-wing that has orange paint, mm. I love that X-wing. The uh, yeah. XSN CEO is being a creeper, looking into our booth. Mad creeping. His uh, smile has not changed now for I believe twenty-five seconds, and he's laughing on the inside because now he's infiltrated the airwaves. Hi, Justin. Thanks for the uh, dominoes last night. Surprisingly good. Uh, I'm, I haven't been super on board with all of the Star Wars books that's coming out. Mm-hmm. feel real shoehorny. I don't know. don't feel like I need them. But read it. 
It's good. I got some, I'm got. a stickler for good dialogue, so I've got some other issues with uh, it. Who's writing and drawing this? Charles Sewell and uh, no, oh, Phil Noto. Yeah, there was both solid. With the Star Wars books that have been coming out for me, it feels a little like... Um, they know that they have to stick within canon because that's big. And if they deviate, that's, if yeah, they deviate from canon faster than DC deviated from the new 52, that would be pretty embarrassing, actually. I think um, that they were so like prideful about, hmm. no, this is going to be within canon. But to me, everything... I didn't. I can't, I can't remember if I did or did not read Shattered Empire, but that hmm. was supposed to be the, the only cool one... Too. Yeah, set... At the time, close to Force Awakens, I thought Shattered yeah. Empire was right after Return of the Jedi. It was like right. It is in that interim. Yeah. I don't oh, know okay. if it was if it was immediately, but that was so the only Shattered, one. That, Shattered Empire takes mm-hmm. place um, after they they won the battle on on uh, yeah. Endor. Yeah, and Endor. Endor. Yeah, and then um, they found like a holdout of right. like yeah. So that's that's like the point in time. That and that's... see, that was the only one to me that felt like okay, we're. F- furthering the narrative even though it's still back because the fact that it's like there was barely i'm sorry i'm sorry to anyone that really enjoyed the narrative there's barely like new plot points to Mm. force awakens barely barely yeah and so it was for me it was very like okay everything's gonna be canon but our story, even in the film, didn't progress that much. So how do we write for this? And it yeah. just feels like so many of the titles are wandering. They're just sort of like, we can't make any too bold of a choice that's going to be like, oh, that doesn't fit within canon. Yeah, This one felt the closest to furthering the narrative. It well, just filled I, in a I gap or too two. I have too many of, of the, of the, um, the spin-off things, like it. Like Leia and like some of the, the the beginning of Star Wars and uh, um, I don't know it's 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 weird with it because it's you say that, that it's like oh we can't do this it, and we can't do that right. um, but I feel like there's this almost amount of like as long as you stand by the facts that are already laid out you can pretty much do anything like you can like set up a story where like Han and Luke have to go rescue like like or liberate like a planet like. As long as that doesn't narratively like completely play into like the canon later on, like that's fine. Like you can make up a new planet. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it, it feels like like I understand what you're saying. Like I they, do. They, they, they I would limit, like limit themselves to this I, box. Yeah, I well, yeah, I, and I would or I would, I would say exists, this. I would like, say the same, and I would just say yeah. no one's taking that step yeah. yet. Because then once you do, then I enjoyed the Prince Leia book. Yeah, Lando was a little fun because it was Lando kind of was, like what see, you said. Yeah, and that's I, I, that's that was my favorite one because it mm-hmm. was like it, it gave me so much more of of Lobot, right? Um, which I had didn't know before. I was like, oh, cool. And the premise um, of him stealing the Emperor's like classic painting. Yeah, there's a um, there's a, some side books that they did too, um, like novellas, right? Um, with some of the characters from Force Awakens, they had mm-hmm. that the the red guy with the red helmet from. From the bar scene, um, yeah, that yeah, um, people have taken note of him. Yeah, and then there was like, there's a bunch of like little side stories there, um, and some of them play into like, there's one of the uh, the 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 female uh, who's on the couch with that that bigger guy. She's like, mm-hmm. a, she's a bounty hunter. Yeah, um, I know that a lot of the bounty hunters are supposed to show up eventually. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, so uh, that was Poe Dameron. That was highly anticipated. Uh, a lot of people very uh, verbal on Twitter. Please put it in my so box. Is it pretty and, good. And there was I fucks with it. there, okay. there, there was a uh, another title that was pretty close to in demand, but I think got more people's attention from the other um, outlets that were talking about it, such as NPR, and we're talking about Black Panther it's number one, very exciting from Marvel by Tennessee Coates. Who, if you don't know him, he is a predominant um, voice in the Black Lives Matter movement and also a writer for The Atlantic. Um, and this is. I had a his, lot of friends send his, me uh, uh, messages asking if we had like variants or like. Right. Like just trying to. Uh, I didn't understand the significance of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, until I saw so many people like, yeah, this is important yeah. uh, for the moment Felipe's in time. Variant? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one I actually ended up picking up. Felipe yeah. Smith, who's Felipe a friend Smith. of the store. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's it was interesting to me because I think it was it was interesting. It was very tech heavy, which I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting. It was mm-hmm. uh, very uh, tech heavy and, and getting into they sort of go the into... sci-fi element of Wakanda that I didn't know was present. Yeah, they are super advanced. Yeah, they but are yeah, uh, ridiculously also advanced. The, they, the, they never really go into it too much, yeah. but they are like the most advanced civilization. They they, they are they, they are under war-torn. the yeah, but they are they are under the the main I guess vein of of adamantium. Like they control pretty much the mm-hmm. world supply of adamantium. Yeah. Um, and vibranium, right? Or, or v- vibranium? Is, not okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mix up my metals sometimes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was it was very interesting because it gets very tech heavy, which I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting. And I knew the political strife was always a part of Wakanda and yeah. that story. Um, but there was more. I always thought of that as the political strife amongst the common people it felt like political strife within the like power structures and the people of government mm. that we saw because there was there was other people in suits that looked more advanced than um black panthers his, himself yeah they don't the narrative really jumped into, like too much of the other the narrative like, jumped a lot like between mm-hmm. like the different points of view that i was supposed to be following it was it was not the run of the mill storytelling which yeah. when it when that's coming out of marvel i enjoy that I also want to like I haven't been keeping up with any of like the latest Marvel Avengery broad mm-hmm. books, uh, like broad as in characters. Uh, so I don't know if he's been in any of those. Do you know? Because I know, like I recognize Post-Secret the parts. Where's he shown up? Yeah, like I've no, mm-hmm. I recognize the parts that uh, it's taking. I don't taking think, from I don't think he's, he's been but, in anything else. Okay, um, I was like, am I missing anything in here? Or because he, it's he been a while. In any of the Avengers books? Oh, um, there's uh, one more thing. Uh, there was a. Almost, there was a ninety-five percent accurate quote to um, uh, Kanye lyric mm. of "No man, or no one man should have all that power." They like oh. inverted it by like a word, and I was sort of like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> we went with Kanye if we're gonna slip one in." All right, it's funny. All right, but he might have done more, and I just didn't notice it because I am um, not so much into hip hop. But um, it could just be a. It, pretty generic saying on on no one man should have that power here's another thing that i think maybe it was a specific choice of um uh on npr he said that there was three things that um influenced the storytelling Mm -hmm. in him and pretty much he was raised on which were um comic books uh tabletop gaming and uh specifically D&D and hip-hop which if that's the case, and Tanisi, for whatever reason you happen to be listening to Melcast, come into Meltdown because we have plenty of that. 
and uh, you sound like a very chill dude. Um, so yeah, uh, that those were those were two. What were your thoughts? Since they're your actual two picks of the week. Uh, on great, Black I'm Panther. excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I've been super interested in delving more into Black Panther. Yeah. and Doctor Strange. Was, and, and honestly, it was yeah. nice for me. I know that this is. I'm gonna almost. Um, counter that in my when i mentioned my pick of the week but it was nice to read a uh a marvel book for me that wasn't chock full of like all of the characters making snarky one-off remarks you know when they're one-liners it was nice to have a grounded uh story coming out of marvel i was happy with that um what about what about you what did you read that you wanted to talk about quick uh i read spider woman which was um uh that started at number one again. Well, it's a it's a new book. It's like a it's Spider it's, Women. Yeah, it's it's going to it's like its own little series. So, so is Spider Woman done? Spider? No, no, no. Um, okay. Spider Woman's still continuing, but it, okay. this this story um, uh, focuses on uh, Spider Gwen, uh, Spider Woman from six one six, and um, uh, what's uh, Silk? Okay. Uh, and so in this in this in this book, uh, the three of them are going on a on a like brunch date, and they've all mm-hmm. kind of uh, uh, assessing where they are. Yeah, uh, like um, Spider Woman has like a baby now, and so she's right. <laughs> so she just wants. She's to... no longer pregnant, Spider Woman. No, yeah, she's she got she's got a baby and, for a and, while. And she uh, she's just kind of like trying to. She was trying to get away for the day and kind of like be her own person yeah. outside of being a mom. And then uh, uh, Silk, who is still trying to acclimate herself to being reintroduced into the world after being sealed away in a bunker for 10 years and then being hunted down by by a group of, like, yeah. spider-obsessed, like, uh, uh, interdimensional uh, hunters. Um, They're relatives of Craven. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, it, her and then Spider Gwen, who's from Earth sixty five. Um, what? Yeah. Hang on. There's only supposed to be the two, right? Uh, no. Uh, other Earths still before, exist before it was Secret Wars. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. So she. Um. She. Uh, Spider Gwen has like a little like uh, device that lets her jump between Earth sixty five and Earth six one six. Um. Because then she was part of. Uh, the whole see i like Spider-Man i thing. liked that marvel mm-hmm. and i get it it's like if we're talking about multiverse then why yeah. would we just be talking about two earths yeah but i like that they were like pretty fervently committed to two earths yeah and not a multiverse because i would go to dc for well, that since think, there's I don't, just so I don't think many they have like a ton of earths that they've like right flushed out yeah they just it, secret wars happened pretty much and like everything got mashed together mm, yeah. and and ev- the people who are stuck on this earth now are stuck on this earth, and that's interesting. Continuity is what it what it is. Uh, now, if we're talking but. about continuity too, coming up, uh, DC Rebirth will be happening, and we've looked at some of the titles. Um, Eddie, you felt pretty positive, which made me happy that I wasn't forcing the words out of your mouth of um, enjoyment for. There's a there's a lot of books. I some of the titles, specifically um, the Green Lantern ones, sound. Yeah, some of is going to take over Green. Uh, is going to do a book called Green Lanterns with uh, uh, Jessica Baz and Jessica being uh, mm-hmm. the two main characters, and them trying to figure out uh, as the newest, like a new, new, yeah. newest Green Lanterns. 
Um, they're trying to figure out um, how how they fit into. It's very interesting too because if you don't know Simon Baz, he is. Uh, he is the uh, Green Lantern that Jeff Johns introduced. That and was underused or yeah, not used underutilized. At all <laughs> it, it was pretty much right before Jeff Johns was about to sign off on Green Lantern. He introduced a Green Lantern for for people to build and say it was a, like a gift. I, I feel was, like I to whomever hoping, would take over. I was hoping that it was going to be a thing them. like um, um, when they had Aqualad, like the uh, the right. African American Aqualad. Yeah, and then um, uh, New Fifty Two happened, and then like he just yeah. Like he had, they had a whole storyline with him where uh, Black Manta was his dad, and like it was very interesting. And but I that's the that same, was gonna go somewhere. That's and the then same just, thing. Bam. When we when we talk, when we were talking about uh, yesterday, when we, we were talking about ocean. about Marvel now, yeah. Um, I was so excited with uh, Ghost, all new Ghost Rider yeah. by Felipe, and um, and uh, thankfully he's still around in the universe. Yeah, they haven't gotten rid yeah, of them, they ha- but they, they don't have. I feel like the plans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same with uh, Immortal or not Immortal, but uh, Living Weapon Iron yeah. Fist. I am enjoying the new uh, uh, Iron Fist, though. The new Iron Fist with uh, Power Man. Power Man and yeah. Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. but it mm, I, again, it's not as I, it's not as kung fu centric as, as no. As it's just ones. more bro. Yeah. It's a bro book. Um, yeah. So yeah, so um, keep an eye out for those Rebirth titles. Star. Also, uh, Batman sounds really yeah. good too. Uh, that's with Snyder, but and also like going to be a revolving door. Of, uh, yeah. Um, so that's just a sort of update for you there. Oh, and uh, Wonder Woman Earth One came out. This oh week, yeah, and it was fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's almost one of the books that if we go into it, it's that was another book. It's that, not so that we got spoilery, a lot of but for. yeah. Yeah, Wonder Woman uh, Earth 1, if you remember your DC continuity, um, the New 52 is defined on Earth 0. Yeah. And Earth 1 is the pre-New 52 into the Bronze and a little bit of Silver Age sort of era where they're understood to be them in their prime. Yeah. And not rookie, but them like fully flushed out and realized. Well, I mean, uh, this was like an origin story. Yeah. Um, To a degree. uh, and, And it's... It's. I feel with the Earth One stuff, what they do is they they take uh, these properties and um, give them uh, reimagining a new origin um, in a modern setting with a with a golden like age underline. Yeah. Um, you walk away from it still feeling the same, but it's a little closer to current yeah, day. As opposed to the New Fifty Two, that was like even like, though oh, here's like this new continuity kind of, but the like, Earth, I it was a little unclear to mm. me because the military still looked that like that almost like fifties era military of yeah. like green, like green. Yeah, was it, I think that was, was just it, an but the nurses, choice. yeah, the nurses yeah. looked modern day. Yeah, I mean it was it was all modern because like even once once she crosses over into our yeah yeah. yeah I mean uh uh. Everyone had cell phones. Yeah, yeah. and so it's very interesting. Like, the thing, real quick, um, talking about Wonder Woman Earth One, uh, we should mention that it was um, written by Grant Morrison. Yeah, and the art was done by Annette Piquette. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Uh, and the art was gorgeous. Yeah, the, the panel layouts with the the ropes and the yeah, just the different yeah, things. We like, talked about just... it on XSN. Um, rather than being very blocky, it yeah. felt like it had. They thought out the paneling to be a little more it, of it, a feminine feel, like yeah, with it, curves. Um, with did flow. you ever read Batwoman, the the Greg Rucka yeah. Batwoman? Yep. Um, when uh, J. H. Williams was doing the mm-hmm. the art, it felt like a lot like well, that. Yeah, like with J. H. Was well, just very, Williams for sure. Very like uh, it broke like boundaries, but it was very like yeah. um, like soft and 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 very like you can still follow everything very yeah. easily. But it was just so awesome to 
read. Like it was very much of a spectacle for the eyes. Yeah. When um, if, for those of you that have been reading the legend or uh, yeah, the legend of Wonder Woman, which been really I've been talking too. about as well, it is almost a similar thing, but not quite. In no that, one ever really mentions this in, too much, but the colorist on that is is amazing. Yeah, it. we've talked about the it. Color palette yeah. on that on is Legend of Wonder Woman page to is, page is awesome. Is great. Um. Yeah, and it's it's because of how little they use black. Yeah, it's it's if they cho- even choose to they do like do, a chin, like they do the, a skin like the, color darker. It looks great. Even when they they do like the like it's fitting of the mood. It's just yeah, and it's in like the color like cuts through that. Yeah, like and um, so for those of you that are like, wait, what are these two tiles? I would explain Legend of Wonder Woman as she is um, younger and learning a lot more lessons from a, very, a much more motherly. Hippolyta, whereas um, Earth One Wonder Woman um, is a little more. She's she's come to the age of Diana as we've understood her as like a grown woman and is very bored being an immortal being, yeah, living well, for three thousand years. And it, on it, in Amazonia they are um, or Amazon because they do say Amazonia. That's why I was yeah. a little thrown off. Um, they um, they just basically play games and. Yeah. And it's interesting they have this, like, concept of submission to one another. Not oh, submitting to a man, but they no, submit to one another. That it's a strength. It's, it's a... Strengthens uh, them. Kind of like a very um, uh, bondage concept of... of yeah, of, definitely. There was collars love and through, chains. Love through submission. Yeah. Um, that you're so trusting and... and, and yeah. lo- uh, this other person that you're willing to let yourself just... Submit to them. Right. Um, and the difference between Hippolyta in Earth One as a motherly figure to Wonder Woman, she is very much trying to keep Diana shut in, which is happening in Legend of Wonder Woman too. But yeah, in Legend kind of, of Wonder Woman, she... it's, it's, a, it's I really love you and I just don't want you to get hurt versus Earth One. That's still sort of there, but it's from this very like almost cold queen stance yeah. of, it's, of it, I just it, don't want it, you. It's, it's great. You know, I read through, I read through the thing in about like, like 30 minutes and it's, yeah, this is a quick read. I read it and it was good and I absorbed it very surface level. Yeah. And you could revisit I, it. I'm like, hey, there's, I'm sure he's, there's stuff. In it's there grand. That he yeah. Hid that he's talking about that. I just probably went over my head. Right. Like that. I, if, I was in the mindscape. Uh, the Grant Morrison decoder ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need. Um, well, one of the things to remember is uh, this book. Um, he talked so very briefly about um, when we had him on the podcast, and he compared it to Klaus, where he was talking about the idealized paternal figure. Yeah. And this was his um, other part of Yin and Yang, which was the idealized maternal figure, which. Um, at first, I was like, "Huh, I don't know if I'm seeing this." Until she gets into our world mm. and realizes, like, there are women suffering. Yeah, um, when here. she's holding the hand of the older woman. Yeah, so yeah. so she said, "However you feel about men, yeah. <laughs> which is a very interesting yeah. thing for her to say yeah. to the Amazons. However you feel about men, in in man's world right now, the women are suffering. Yeah, and the men are suffering too, in a way. But let's let to get me." It's, for me to get make it you give a shit about her character yeah. saying like it's negligent yeah. for us to shun ourselves away this way right. and do nothing knowing full well that yeah. this is going on over here yeah 
Um, so then the maternal the energy I felt like and came weird, out like because she not. was she has a point where she is a like a girl that's been shut in mm. by her mother and then she blossoms into I care about yeah all of these people that I see suffering yeah we should be correcting the world which has always been pretty much Wonder Woman's yeah. thing of why she wants to get involved why staying in Amazon doesn't suit her is because it's 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 being ignorant to a situation yeah. elsewhere. Um, so that's that book. My two picks of the week that we'll talk about very quickly. Um, I don't want to get too much into Grizzly Shark because it's just chock full of jokes that I don't even want to come close to spoiling. But I'm not kidding. I don't know that I've laughed at a comic this hard in like since the O-Tour. Um, and then the O-Tour is about the only other thing that I can reference that's just made me like die in laughter it is done by ryan otley who uh was is the artist on um invincible and it is a in color reprint of a book that they he released with um uh jason howard right um uh, sea bear. called sea bear and uh, grizzly, grizzly shark, shark. um yep. and this one is just uh a, the grizzly shark parts of that book is um, so hilarious because they're gonna start doing new grizzly shark stuff which is As fantastic if and- you are a fan of sharknado yeah uh ridiculous just uh, sci-fi and, style horror movies inexplicable reasons for um, why a shark would be on land but yet so <laughs> hilarious yeah um, i uh, won't i don't want to spoil too many of the jokes but yeah, there's this, this, this ongoing up. joke of people getting cut in ridiculous ways or bleeding yeah. in ridiculous ways and that and that being a scent for the shark so every time that an incident happens it's a two panel always. The first panel is them saying how they got cut in a kind of silly way or bleeding a la menstruation. And uh, then they just get devoured in a this way that's just like a, hilarious. Did you ever watch that Saturday Night Live uh, stand up or the Saturday Night Live skit, the Land Shark one? No. I'll, I'll show you downstairs. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I want to I want to talk about that really quickly and, and also mention it is an image number one and. Um, and uh, you should definitely give that one a read. If you want to just side-splitting laughter, read Gr- Grizzly Shark. Now, um, one of the other picks of the week I'll go just a tiny bit more in depth on uh, was the number one from Aftershock, um, which is a publishing house that has been putting out new books that just have some really amazing talent attached to them. Um, Marguerite Bennett. Um, who else? Millar? Uh, Garth Ennis is doing a Garth book Ennis. Them. Uh, American Juan Gods, Gideon right? And uh, Justin Jordan did a American book. Gods or American Monsters? Which one is it? Uh, American Monsters. Yeah. Um, so Aftershock, they've they've almost taken a play a page out of um, the Image playbook and are saying do whatever stories you'd like to do, um, and we're going to give you completely free reign. Um, and they've managed to get quite a few um, awesome first issues out um the number one that i'm going to be talking about this week is rough riders which is very close to um, a, a a love letter i would say to league of extraordinary gentlemen only this time um they're using a completely um american cast of teddy roosevelt jack johnson the boxer famous boxer thomas edison annie oakley uh harry houdini and uh, Mr. Eastman, uh, which uh, I know less about him, but Cliff was going on. Oh, that's a terrific choice, too. And so um, think of them as an elite team that's going to go on expeditions throughout. Uh, they set the period of 1898 during one of the great fires uh, where the the, the um, infamous um, 
uh, loom warehouse was going on where workers were being paid pennies to the dollar, um, working in just poor, poor conditions. There was a fire and all of them were locked in. And rather than them all perishing, um, it opens with Teddy Roosevelt saving most of them. Uh, he watches one person die um, when he thought he had saved her, and that sort of lives with him throughout the issue. Um, but it is very much like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And what I think is very cool is um, I appreciate books that assemble the team um, within the first, let's say, six issues, five issues, however long that first trade is. And then it and it's showing how the team comes together versus it being already complete. So in this issue, uh, Teddy Roosevelt is looking for his first recruit and he goes to Jack Johnson, the famous um, early, early, early black boxer. Not um, the singer? No, no, um, not quite. And uh, and uh, so he's he's basically saying you have a lot of potential, uh, but I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can land a punch on me. And he doesn't hit Teddy once. Um, and uh, then he's like, "Come with me on this expedition, um, and I'll train you and make you one of the most elite fighters out there." And then at the very close of it, um, he says, uh, "We're going to go on a little adventure to find the next recruit." And the very last page, you flip. You see one large panel of the King of Cards, Mr. Harry Houdini, on stage with his sleeves rolled up. And uh, and uh, that's pretty exciting when uh, it turns to that because you realize uh, the full scope of that. And it's, it's pretty cool, too, because on the uh, front page, they show the portrait of all of the members. And three of them, at least, have these very steampunk-looking um, Gatling gun, giant steam cannon... Uh, guns, um, which is uh, it was a fun look with the uh, sepia tone. So, uh, Rough Riders number one, Grizzly Shark number one, Black Panther number one, Poe Dameron number one, Dameron? Earth Earth one, Wonder Woman. Um, that was our week. So, this goodbye. Should be a Grant Morrison reader. This uh, there should be a Grant Morrison yeah. reader for sure. Okay. Um, but to quote Eddie, goodbye. goodbye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, the No Show podcast having me on talk about Batman vs Superman. Um, you guys are awesome. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so give them a listen on No Show podcast and do not uh, pursue any blue Mustangs if you see them on the road uh, and they're driving wildly. Right. Have a good night. Bye. Thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events. They happen every day.